Welcome to the John Land Podcast, episode 51. Like I said last week, if anyone's continuing to listen, uh, this marks a new chapter in the podcast. So uh, this episode was really cool. Uh, Tanner Lind is his name. He is uh, started a company called Lays Em Up. It's a basketball camp uh, where he is a basketball uh, skills enhancement trainer. And we go over his company and how he started it and why he's such a big fan of basketball. But this is part of my series going forward where every other episode I'm going to do a what it's like to be blank. And this is episode one of that. But overall, this is still going to be considered episode 51 of the John Lyon podcast. So I don't like sports at all whatsoever. I've never really been into sports except for when I was a kid. So it was really interesting being able to interview uh, Tanner to kind of get his take on it and uh, someone who's a huge sports person. So uh, it was a very fun podcast. I'm excited to continue to do this series. So again, uh, every other week, or not, I would say every other week, every other episode, I can't really commit right now to every week like I used to because life gets crazy sometimes, but every other episode will be a what it's like to be blank. And then the episode following that uh, will be a you know, fun topic like I've done in the past of movie reviews or pet peeves or things like that. So uh, anyway, enjoy episode 51 of the John Lyon podcast, what it's like to be a, oh my gosh, I just blanked, <laughs> what it's like to be a basketball coach or more specifically for Tanner, what it's like to be a basketball skill and enhancement trainer. All right, enjoy the episode, people. All right, here we go. I've had Coke Zero like the last couple episodes, so having water is a little bit different. (laughs) So uh, today on the podcast, episode 51, Tanner Lind, I guess my neighbor, because I'm, again, (laughs) every time I have a neighbor on, I'm like, is it Spencer's neighbor or is it my neighbor? So, but you're my neighbor because I live here. Yeah, I'm your neighbor. You live, you live here. Yeah. You used to live down the street in the townhomes? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I remember. I have somebody FaceTiming me right now. Oh, you do? Should we get them on? Uh, Sure, if you want to. All right. (laughs) Yo, what's up? I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. I don't know if they'll even hear this or recording. They probably won't. But uh, yeah, this is John. What's up? He runs the John Lyon uh, podcast or show or amazing spectacle extravaganza. Extravaganza, uh, and yeah, I'm doing a podcast right now. <laughs> this so, is one of your. Uh, this is uh, no. This is a uh, uh, one of my first uh, training clients. Oh really? Actually, yeah. There you uh, go. What year did you start training with me, Connor? 2000, uh, 2010. 2010. 2010 is when you yeah, started. Yeah, and with? I started in 2010. So well, there you go. Um, Eight years ago. Yeah. So uh, Connor was one of the first guys to buy into what I do. So hey, I will. Uh, <laughs> yep, tennis balls and cones. <laughs> um, so hey, I'll. Uh, how how long do you have right now? Connor's in. Uh, Connor's. Uh, what you're in the Navy? You're going to become a what? A Master Chief Diver or something? Halo? What Master Chief? A Navy cool. Navy he's cool gonna guy. he's gonna go rescue people from cool things. So, uh, all right, man. I'll call you back. All right, bye.
Nice. That's that, a first for the podcast. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, everybody, welcome to the John Lyon podcast. Like I said, episode 51. But like I mentioned on the last episode, this is kind of like a, it's going to be episode 51 overall, but going forward every other week, I'm going to do like a fun episode. And this is the first episode of the series, What It's Like to Be Blank. And Tanner decided to come on, and you are, would you just call yourself a basketball coach? What would you call yourself? Um, so our official title is I'm a skill enhancement trainer there for basketball. Go. Nice. So yeah. So um, other titles we've had is NBA skill coach. So oh, there you go. A, did you uh, get that your title yourself, or did no, someone else give it to you? No, somebody else gave it to me, but I ran with it. So Yeah, it sounds so, official when you put the NBA in front yeah, of it. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so before we get into this, uh, what it's like to be a... Uh, Skill and enhancement trainer, is that what you said? Yep, skill and enhancement uh, trainer. We have a fun fact. If you want to share one too, okay. go ahead. Oh, excuse me. Like I've been uh, doing the last few episodes, I grab... You You on Reddit? Do you like Reddit? That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so I've been grabbing them from the Today I Learned because they're super easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're mostly just Wikipedia <laughs> things. So, fun fact for episode 51 is that the can opener was invented 40 years after the can. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's a freaking long time. So it's kind of like which came first, the chicken yeah, or the egg? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, like when I think back on inventions like that, because they would have just had to use a knife, I'm assuming, yeah, to get it open. But if you've obviously seen the Heinz bottle, the ketchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was started in like 1876, at least ketchup was, or the company of Heinz. Okay. But I'm like, it took them how many hundred years to develop the upside down bottle where the ketchup's always there? It's always there. So I don't know what the heck they were doing in the factory for so many years because yeah they're creative solutions <laughs> yeah. we're, we're very creative they're like for... we know how to make ketchup and we can put it in a bottle but that's about it so. but it, didn't, it probably didn't affect sales no either. not at all so why why fix it if it's not broken exactly because <laughs> what was the rumor with the glass ones you had to hit it on the 57 on the or 57 like yeah you had to tap it right yeah. tap well, it we were at the grocery store a week or two ago and Spencer grabbed some sour cream which I hate sour cream and now <laughs> they have sour cream in like upside down upside squeezable, down. Yeah, oh, yeah. squeezable bags so again I'm like what took you guys so long <laughs> So why couldn't yeah we should have created some, I know an upside down squeezable that pisses me off like the certain inventions that you wish you would have thought of oh like, totally they're so simple but like why didn't I think about that yeah. I have a brother in law who thinks that just slapping a a clock or yeah. a watch on something is yeah. considered a new invention <laughs> <laughs> well I don't have a new invention but since you're a new dad mm-hmm. uh, I do have a a book that. I want that I think. Could be oh yeah, you were Times telling about this the other day. Go ahead. Yeah, so you could just have, uh, you know, there's this big. Wait, do you really emphasis. want to talk about this? Because someone might steal your idea. Well, yeah, I, I mean, like, only no, like... Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're good. I'm, not, I'm never going to do it. I don't have it. ten thousand listeners or anything like that. So, <laughs> and, and <clears throat> chances are, I'm never going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's always this emphasis on: Did you read any baby books? Yeah. And, um, I never did. Uh-huh. I have four sons, um, and each one of them was different. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah, we just, different we just had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I want to write a parenting book that is figured out with a bunch of blank pages, but then insert a bunch of four-letter words on <laughs> random pages um, that come out in the middle of the night or middle of the day. Uh, they've gotten less and less with yeah. our younger son, with uh-huh. our youngest, but uh, the first couple sons, it was a lot of four-letter words. Yeah. So, so maybe as you get to the end of the book, there's less four-letter words. I don't know. I'm just that'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It would easily become like a New York because they always have like those serious books that become like yeah. New York bestsellers. But then they have like those weird ones. That yeah, also just become, random ones. So. Like a one. I just want to be a one-hit and book then, wonder. But then you'd have to think about going on a book tour. And I don't know what you would talk about with a blank book. 
besides just four letter words. words. Four letter words. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could tell stories though of your kids. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you could, you know, fill in the blank of what you've done. Yeah. With your kids that has worked, and then other things that maybe didn't work. Yeah, or like um, what experiences led to those four letter yeah. words, or which ones didn't lead to a four letter <laughs> yes, word. So. Correct. New York um, Times bestseller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Somebody get it done. Uh, just give me a little, a little uh, royalty. Yeah, a little royalty Tanner or credit. Lind. Yeah. Sweet. So you are a skill and enhancement trainer, right? Am I saying this right? Yep. Okay. I want to know. First off, I'm going to give you my background on sports, so okay. you know who you're talking to, <laughs> and then you'll give me your background, like where you grew okay. up and why basketball. Cool. So I don't really care for sports <laughs> at all whatsoever. Never really into it. I did play some peewee basketball and peewee soccer when I was a little uh, 10-year-old. Um, I can play sports. I understand them, but it's just not really my cup of tea. Like, I have vivid memories, though, of, like, watching my dad watch basketball. Yeah. And I'd have questions, like, not who's winning or things like that. Yeah. I would ask, like, Dad, why is that basketball player wearing shorter shorts than everybody else? <laughs> and it's John Stockton. John Stockton. <laughs> so I'd have questions like that, maybe more like profound, not necessarily about the actual game, but like, yeah. why is that person wearing that? Or why is, because I, I also remember hearing, wasn't there someone on the jazz that would like make a sign to his son? Yeah, Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, that's what it was. He'd yeah. wear. When so he I shot know, a free throw, he'd do yeah, something yeah, yeah. to like say hi to his kid. His kid or, or something like that on the camera. And I, yeah. I, I remember that. I remember like, obviously when Michael Jordan was playing, I remember vague memories. I have... Yeah when the Rockets were really doing good one year, when they had like, oh, what was the guy's name? He had a long name. Hakeem Olajuwon. Yes. <laughs> so I remember this, because I remember hearing these things like on the schoolyard yeah. when I was in elementary school. But as I got older, like I just got out of sports. So that's kind of who you're talking to as far as when I'm interviewing <laughs> you. But what's your background? Like you said, you grew up in Montana before we started recording. Yeah, and... so I grew up in Montana. Um, I had older brothers and sisters that all – Played either basketball, football, track and field. Yeah. Uh, some did cheerleading, but we always teased them that that wasn't a real a sport. sport. Yeah. <laughs> and I still believe that to this day a little bit. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so I grew up playing. I played in high school, played a little bit in college. Uh -huh. um, but really, basketball was just like something that was my outlet, my hobby, my. Um, what I did when I was frustrated or yeah. what I did when I just wanted to have fun. So it was just something for me that just has always been there. So, um, all those guys, you know, you say you watch, you remember watching those games. Like, that was, that would have been mid nineties, mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. So like I grew up just, Michael Jordan was the greatest player of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I just wanted to imitate and him. He was and, amazing in space jam. Oh, it, space jam is <laughs> one of the greatest movies ever. Um, one of the most underrated movies yeah. of all time. One of the greatest basketball games ever played. Yeah. Um, against Looney Tunes and Monstars. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't um, know, remember they were called Monstars. Oh yeah. the Monstars, dude. <laughs> so good. So good. I think I have a Toon Squad Jersey oh, really? actually from when I was little still. It's all signed so, and everything. Um, no, it's not signed, but I, I kept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have a poster, Space Jam poster with uh, MJ and Bugs Bunny. There you go. Um, Is it in framed? In my office, it's framed. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of became a junkie, a basketball junkie. Yeah. Man. So um, that's that's kind of my background. I just, I just loved it, and uh, I just never thought I'd do anything else. I, I thought I'd play in the NBA. Um, oh, really? And, and then uh, – you know, reality hit that I was a five eleven, six foot white guy with no speed and couldn't jump. So uh, I had to figure out other ways to uh, to compete on the court. So yeah. that's what I did, and so it's just always been what I'm good at. Yeah. So are you the youngest in your family? Or yeah, I'm the youngest of okay. seven kids. Oh, really? So yeah. I'm the fifth out of six. Okay. So you 
obviously got the influence from, I'm assuming your dad with sports, but also your older siblings you said yeah, earlier. Yeah. So did you have any older brothers who played basketball as well? Yeah. So both of them played basketball. Both. Of them, I have two older brothers. Uh, the oldest one, that's probably um, where a lot of my love for basketball came from to okay. start. Uh, his team was undefeated in high school. When he was a senior in high school, they went 23 and 0 and then won the state championship this was in Montana in Montana. Wow. And I was in like third grade. Yeah. So to me, my older brother, Jordan, not Michael Jordan, just, yeah, just Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> just Jordan. Uh, he was the coolest thing ever. Cause yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, he was a part of this team that couldn't be beat. Yeah. So as a third grader, I thought that was the coolest thing that, that you could do. Yeah. So, um, I set out just to kind of just be like my older brother, yeah. um, uh, be like Mike, but in this uh, case, just Jordan. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, so that's kind of where it started. And then, um, my dad, um, we all, we grew up right next to the university of Montana. So we okay. always went to U university of Montana sporting events. So I was always over at the, at the games, watching basketball games and football games. And so we just did those things that and that was, childhood. yeah, it was just what we did. We, yeah. my parents' house is literally on campus at the university yeah. of Montana. So my back door was campus. So like, that's, that's cool. where I went backyard, just went and played. Yeah. Um, so I ended up in the gym a lot. So uh, that's that was fun. So that was did cool. uh, did your dad work at the university, or did you guys just live? No, close? he uh, he's an attorney. Okay, um, and just that's he wanted to be in like the university area. So okay. he bought. They still live in the house. My parents. Um, it's almost forty years ago, 40, 50 years wow. ago. They bought the house. So that's a long it's, time ago. Yeah, they're still there. So. Yeah, my parents just moved up here a year and a half ago out of the house I grew up in. Yeah. And they lived in that house for 28 years. Was that weird when they sold it? Yeah, well, I wasn't living there anymore, but like I remember when I went to go help move, I yeah. got a little choked up because it's like I have so many memories. Like I even like memorized the way the front door sounds when it closes. You know what of I'm talking course. about? Oh, totally. So it's totally. just, it, it would have been harder if I'd still live there, mm -hmm. but- I'm like I said, I'm the fifth out of six. Yeah. So they stopped. That's where they stopped um, when me, I was born. And then me and okay. my younger brother, that's the only house we ever knew. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah. So you grew up in a, a university town, basically, you said? Yeah. So it's a, um, Missoula's a town. It's yeah. surrounding area is probably 100,000 people. Uh -huh. So fairly small compared to where we're at right yeah, now. Yeah. But in Montana, it's like second biggest city yeah. in Montana. So I never felt like it was a small town. No, yeah. Like, you know, where we're from is uh, Moreno Valley, Southern California, okay. right next to Riverside. Okay. And Riverside was like 300 some odd thousand, but Moreno Valley, like, well, on average, I think it's more now, but it was like 150. So not too much bigger so not than too much bigger. Missoula. But so then do you do any other, like any other sports besides basketball? Or is it just kind of like you've stuck with basketball? That's um, kind of your thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, kind of play all sports. Yeah. Like, just, but nothing serious. Do you nothing. follow any sports? Like when you watch them, do you watch anything else or just um, stick with? So what's kind of funny is I don't really watch a whole lot of basketball. Really? Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, I, I watch play, certain players that I like and yeah. I'll, I'll look at what they're doing with their skills oh. and stuff. But um, rarely do I have time to actually sit down and watch an entire basketball game. Yeah. Um, I enjoy even going with, to games. Even with DVR, huh? You still <laughs> don't have time? <laughs> yeah. Even with DVR. Um <clears throat> Uh, I go to a lot of games. Okay. Um, so um, here in Utah, I work with a lot of the players that have played at University of Utah. Okay. So I'd go and watch their games and stuff. But so you um, live it instead of uh, just sitting. Yeah, there, but um, like I home. have NBA League pass at yeah, home, I'll but that um, I don't really watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll turn it on every night and see what games are on and maybe watch for a few minutes, but then. 
I'm, I'm Wait, done so is that it. like a subscription service? Where you yeah, so pay? NBA League Pass is just like like you get every single NBA game. Oh. Um, and then you get to choose the team. Is it just like a watch. list instead of having to go through the channels? It's just all there? Yeah, oh, so okay. you can choose like, hey, I want to watch the Utah Jazz. So no, no matter where they're playing yeah. or if they're on uh, like TNT or ESPN. It'll pull it up? It still pulls it up oh, and you get to watch okay. that game. So, um, But last year was my first year having it. And... Um, I probably spent a total of an hour the entire season oh, watching. Really? <laughs> so I don't watch a whole lot of basketball other than highlights and looking at what certain players are doing um, with their feet or their hands or their ball handling okay. or their shooting or where they're shooting from, how they're scoring, um, stuff like that. So um, I don't watch a lot of sports either. Um, yeah. So it's kind of funny. I um, One of my best friends from college is got me into – fantasy football the okay. last couple of years yeah and uh i got my like pretty much my best victory ever last week was from fantasy football was from fantasy football and <laughs> it was because i remember to actually go into the app and set my lineup yeah um which i normally forget because i like i don't remember to i don't need a starting lineup yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so so uh yeah i got this like huge victory this last weekend my best friend that runs this fantasy football league he was super excited for me. Like he was texting me and like, dude, you're going to hit 200 points. And I was like, is that good? You're like, what's that mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't, I mean, other than basketball and my job, I don't do a whole lot of like actually watching a ton Recreational of Recreational yeah. entertainment of watching it from uh -uh. the couch or anything. Nope. That kind of reminded me of, this isn't the exact same and this might be a far stretch, but it's almost like with me and the music where I go to, physically go to concerts yeah. and I follow certain bands or musical yeah. artists and I watch what they do. Yes. But like, yeah, so it's like for with you in sports, like you don't, just it'd be entertained by it. Like you follow certain players and see what they're doing yeah. with their careers and their skill set and their training yeah. and kind of picking up on it. So exactly. you're instead of just, you know, yeah, just watching, it, so, watching it, enjoying it at home. Yeah. Kind of and then, I mean, so I started my program in 2009, 2010. Okay. And the way I watch basketball is completely different from when I watched it as a kid. Uh, okay. Um, Cause now I'm looking for certain things or watching certain players yeah. versus just sitting down and enjoying being at a sporting event or watching it on TV. Yeah. So now it's a you, little you different. You see it through like a different perspective, a different yeah, lens. Yeah. So a different lens, but um, so it's hard for me to relax. Yeah. Um, and most of the games that I'm watching are, Probably someone that I've um, I'm either interested in the NBA or somebody that I've worked with yeah. that's in the NBA or college team. I'm watching to watch that player okay. and see you know what they did that night. So do you miss being able to watch it for entertainment now that you've had that lens on for so long, or do you think it watching it the way you watch it now with picking out the skills and what you're trying to adapt to your company? Do you feel like that's more satisfying or um, a little of both? Okay. Uh, I told my, when I bought like the NBA league pass last year, yeah. I told my wife, I was like, I want to watch basketball again. Just, just and, for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. And then I just didn't cause we have other things going on, yeah, but, yeah. um, but I tried to, so I, I, I want to, I, I want it to be enjoyable again, yeah. I think. Um, and it is enjoyable, but I just, I have a hard your, time sitting still. Too. Yeah. Your priorities are like, <laughs> yeah. A little so, you, you know, um, I describe myself a lot as, I don't know if you remember this Staples commercial, but there was a commercial for the company Staples where there was a guy 
in the office building that was like multiplied like by like 20 and he was doing oh. all these different things and that's when they brought out the easy button oh. and then he like morphed back into one guy and would hit the easy button and so a lot of times I describe myself as I'm that guy that's multiplied in like before the easy button yeah before the easy button because I'm a one man show you know like so I got to do it all I got to do all the marketing all the all that stuff so I I just I do it all so I'm always there's always something on my list that yeah. I think I should be doing. Um, and then I also suffer from what I call reverse brain. I'm sure there's an actual technical <laughs> like diagnosis, yeah. Yeah, diagnosis of this. But for me, reverse brain is when I lay down, I remember all the things I need to do. Oh. Or like if I sit down, my brain starts working again. Instead of relaxing. Instead of relaxing. And so then when I stand up, my brain goes to, man, you're tired. Just like sit down. <laughs> so I forget to do all the things yeah, I'm supposed yeah, yeah. to do. So, um, yeah, I call that reverse brain. I don't know what it's probably, there's, got, there's probably, it's probably got it. a real diagnosis. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just my self self diagnosis yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of what I have. So then so, now moving into like your business is called mm-hmm. lace them up, right? Yep. Lace so, them up basketball. In a nutshell, what is for anyone who doesn't know, if you live in the Utah County area, just Utah area, like and they're interested in basketball camps. Is that what you would consider it? Like, yeah, what would you kinda, say in a nutshell, what you'd say Lace Them Up is? So we run a monthly base program for basketball players from kindergarten uh-huh. all the way through NBA level. So um, the monthly base program is just kindergarten through 12th grade. Okay. So we have players coming in two to three times a week to train in just skills. Um, it's not gameplay. It's not teams. It's not clubs. It's just, they come in and they work on individual skills. So like dribbling, ball handling, shooting, passing, footwork, finishing, um, just those types of things. And then, uh, so they come in and work on those and that's just a monthly based program. That's kind of our bread and butter. Okay. Um, I have a bunch of other skill coaches that work for me now. So you come to like a designated time with your age group and skill level, and then they put you through an hour training a couple times a week. Okay. Do you guys have um, age groups where like it's blended because someone who's younger actually might be better than someone who's yeah, older? So, so we never move players down, but we might move a player up. Okay. So, so if um, they don't, you don't move them down. So you would maybe just keep them in that level for a little bit longer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then, so, but I've had players, I mean, I've had fourth grade, sixth graders training with college and pro players at the same time. Cause they're just that. Well, that, they're that, that good, but also nothing that we do changes. Yeah. Um, so we kind of have a different approach as far as we don't think you're a beginner. We start you out as like, you're going to do the same stuff that the NBA guys are doing. Yeah. Um, instead of saying, okay, here's basic, basic, basic. Okay. We're going to start you out at the most advanced basically, and then train in regression versus progression. So Uh. we'll train. And so we might be able to skip a bunch of the bottom steps. You might not be able to get the top, the pro stuff that we're doing, Uh but eventually it might, you know, sink in that now you're only halfway down the, the list of things, and then you can start going back up instead of starting someone at the bottom and trying to go all the way up. We just treat everybody like pros. So did you always have that philosophy when you started the company or did it have to get um, to that point? It's evolved. Um, yeah. Definitely. Like <laughs> the FaceTime call that I had from Connor, like literally we started with some cones and tennis balls Yeah. to now where we have over 600 terms of different skills and abilities that we believe players should did be able to do. Did you coin any of these terms or did you oh, kind yeah. of... Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, 
we've I've worked on a lot of them, but I'm a I'm certified through a training company that's called I'm Possible. Okay. Um, and I got certified with them in 2010, mm-hmm. and we've kind of evolved on this. So um, we started doing the terms where we call it skill enhancement versus game enhancement. So a game enhancement would just be getting in the gym and getting up a bunch of shots and coming around maybe like a screen or, um, you know, just doing basic, basic things that you can do on your own. Learning how to play on a team. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, that's a coach's job. Game enhancement would be like a coach, like your youth coach or your, your high school team coach that's going to teach you different plays and um, their schemes and their out-of-bounds plays and how to defend and where Mm -hmm. we want you on the court. Whereas in skill enhancement, we're just focused on everything that has to do with footwork, ball handling, shooting, passing, and we've given everything that we can find a term. Yeah. Um, So, for example, like today I worked on lifts with my players, which is a lift is the ability to push your body upward to gain momentum into a drop, which is another term, to accelerate towards a defender. So we've just so really you moving up and down like your legs. To, yeah. So you just so you lift your body quicker. up that you can basically force it back down to have acceleration to oh, attack so your like, defender. Oh, so like my friend saying, is that like when basketball players are like they go from like a crouching position yes. to run quickly to the defense and then get back into that. Yeah, kind of. Um, it'd be might just butcher it again. You, you <laughs> no, know, sports. <laughs> no, I mean that's actually a pretty good analogy, but um, it'd be more so of like I maybe not. It, we call it, it's under the category of starter steps. Okay. So if I really a starter step is just I want the purpose of gaining the most momentum and like explosiveness I can. Oh. How are the ways that I can get my body into that explosive? Um, athletic stance. Okay. So a lift is one of them. Uh, I, when I'm thinking of that, I'm thinking of like yeah, runners. Yeah, but you definitely lift up. But also like runners who like yeah. do, they, they start in that position and then they, yeah. they have to do a certain position to get the most momentum when they shoot yes, off when correct. they start doing so, track. So uh, that's what I worked on. So we've just termed everything. We've just, every step, every movement has an actual term um, in, or a skill, an ability. So now with those definitions that we have, I can literally say to some of the players that have been there for, you know, four or five, six years, I can just give them the terms Mm -hmm. and they can go put that movement together. Now, do anyone else who does these kind of coaching programs have those same things? And you guys have just called them this. So if they step into lace them up, yeah. these are just what we call them. It's not like yeah, you, so, it's not like you so own those them. Ter- no, I don't own those. Those terms are actually part of the I'm possible curriculum. Oh, okay. But uh, so my program, Lace Them Up, um, is powered by I'm possible. Oh, so okay. I'm possible was started by a guy named Michael Lancaster. Mm-hmm. That um, same thing, really good basketball player. Played in college and just fell in love with the training side of things versus the actual um, game, the actual game stuff. So um, he is probably the number one trainer in the world. Um, Michael far- Lancaster. Yeah, name? Micah Lancaster. Micah. So, yeah, Micah. Okay, Micah. Okay. Um, so, um, but then I've been with him in his program since 2010. Okay. So I, in within I'm Possible, we have what's called the IPT Elite. So I'm Possible Training Elite Trainers. Okay. So there's only five of us. And I'm one of the five. Okay. And Micah's one of the five. So there's only four other guys. So if I were to go to lace him up, he'd be there? Um, no, he wouldn't. He lives in uh, Michigan. Okay. So, um, so but he's kind of still overseeing Yeah, so he, he, he oversees a lot of that. So, like, I was just in Miami with him and a few other guys, and we worked with the Indiana Pacers. Oh, wow. Um, so um, I remember, we, wait, there was this famous player in the 90s. 
And the Pacers, what was his and name? The Pacers. Reggie. Reggie Miller. There you go. Reggie See, Miller. <laughs> some of these names are coming back to me. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were just in Miami working with their entire team. Um, and then Micah works with a bunch of NBA players. And then the other four of us work with NBA players, overseas players, um, high school players, all the way down to, I mean, we had kids in kindergarten that wow. are training today. So, um, and I don't change the, we don't change the way we do it. We use the exact same terms. We use the exact same examples. Um, and Even for, when you go play with the pro, when you train with the pros, yeah, same the thing. pros are the exact same thing. Um, that makes it easier because it's just clear across the board. It's no just clear what, across the board. No and so, and we just hold you to that standard. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of what we do. It's, well, that's it's cool. kind of the overview. So, so then how many, would you call them students? Or mm-hmm. how many students do you have currently enrolled? Um, enrolled in our program monthly, we, we fluctuate anywhere from like 150 to 200 players per month here in Utah. Okay. And then so, do they like air quotes cancel whenever they want or yeah so it's a, a yeah thing? yeah it's just a monthly subscription where they sign up um it's a flat fee and they can start up or cancel at any time mm-hmm. kind of like you know um like netflix yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but it's a uh, skill training instead yeah but of, it's skills uh, training so you know, netflix so, and chill uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes um basketball and chill yeah, yeah there you go yeah yeah skills that's, and chill you, skills and chill skills there you and go. chill yeah um so I, might, I might need a shirt that says that that's actually a good one skills yeah. and chill yeah um so you said it was the i'm possible program mm-hmm. so did you come to them and say hey i want to start lace them up or so i had already started lace them up um Back in, in montana 2000. in 2009 Nine. 2010 okay um and i was looking for a national credited company that would kind of certify players or do something yeah um to that gave like, you a program to say you're that legit. you could yeah to say you're legit but also gave you a program so you knew what to do and how to train players and so um so basically what you were doing is you needed to go out and look for a curriculum yeah so that yeah, you had exactly. a structure so so i had been writing my own curriculum and it was great but i just wanted more i was yeah. like where is it who's doing it um and at that point nobody was really doing it and i don't know if i was looking in all the right places either but the places i seemed to be looking were like nike adidas because those are who the basketball player, like that's who has athletes. And they're right? going to have, they're having a network. And yeah, they have and a network. That. So, um, so I was really trying to, you know, figure out how Nike does their program with, they'd bring people in and what are they doing? And I couldn't find it. And, um, they had some stuff and it led me to, um, Micah. I did a Nike event and had met a guy that worked with Micah and mm-hmm. then Micah broke away from that guy. Um, and started I'm possible. And that's okay. when he, I had met him and he talked about, Hey, I'm going to start a program where yes, there is a curriculum. There's online videos, there's, um, definitions, there's online workouts that we can send you, um, so that you can elevate your training. Okay. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sounds good. Sweet. So he actually came to Montana and we ran a camp together um, in two thousand summer of 2010. So it just lasted the whole summer or, um, no, it was just like a three day camp. Oh, really? Um, he flew in, we did like, I got a bunch of kids that I trained to come in and he kind of ran camp and I just set it up. And since then I've been just doing this. There you so, go. um, been with him. So, um, yeah, the last time I saw him was like two weeks ago. Okay. Um, so you still see him really frequently. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see him all the time. We're in constant um, text messages with each other all the time. Um, so actually right now, um, (laughs) kind of give him a little shout out. He's at Nike campus in Portland shooting the newest Kyrie Irving 
commercial for the new Kyrie Irving shoes coming out. Oh, really? So he is working with Kyrie tomorrow on his shoes. They're shooting a commercial. So nice. He's worked with him before. Is that where and, the headquarters are? Is it yeah, in it's Portland? in Portland. It's in Beaverton. I had one of my last semesters at UVU, my teacher, she said her son worked for Nike. Yeah. And he was in Portland. Yeah. And she got to go up and walk go into to the Nike warehouse yeah. and like get 50% off all the Yeah, items so the Nike employee store. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a lot of fun. If you ever get to do that, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Which by the way, after we're done this like interview part, I want to, if you're not opposed to it, mm-hmm. I want to get your take on this whole Colin Kaepernick Nike ad thing. Perfect. Because yeah. I've talked about it before. Well, we can talk about it right now too if you want. I well, mean, I got maybe a few more okay. questions. Okay, like, cool. Questions. Um, as far as the lace them up. So yeah. then how many other trainers are there? You said- um, so through me, I have um, as many as in the summer, we'll get like 10 guys. Okay. Um, and then right now I have seven okay. guys that are with me. So there's eight of us total there during gym time. So- um, and then what time of day do you guys usually do the gym? So <clears throat> during school year, it basically becomes an after school program for okay. kids. Yeah. During um, the evening time. Yeah. So, um, my day typically with basketball stuff, like on court, will start around two o'clock and go till seven, eight, nine o'clock at night sometimes. Okay. Um, but in the summer it's kind of reverses. So I get it all done in the morning and then I have the evenings, um, mid afternoons to evenings to be around with my family. Nice. So, so oh, so then that way kids can start in the morning on Saturday yeah, and then go, yeah, do, exactly. go home and so, do their chores and crap. So, and then my role within Lace em Up has kind of evolved to where I have these other skills trainers, we call them. Uh-huh. So, um, they kind of run the show and then I'm just now working with more of the, um, well, I get to pick and choose which kids I want to work with or yeah. players. Um, uh, okay. So all summer long, I run pro workouts for guys that are playing overseas or in the NBA or um, really good high school players that I choose to work with. So I have all those guys. And so I just kind of focus my time towards them and then making sure the business is running and that we have skills trainers scheduled for after school times and morning times and times that they're going to be kids are going to be coming and training. So you've got to the point where it's pretty well oiled machine and now you get to focus on yeah. being able to focus on certain players that you've handpicked yourself. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't say it's well oiled yet, um, but, but it's, it's, getting, it's there. getting there. Um, so I don't always get that, but um, that's, that's kind of what your my, role is yeah, right my now. role right now. So then to kind of back up starting this, this this program and this 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 camp or coaching yeah. thing was it super scary to like move down from Montana to come down to Utah and like not knowing what was going to happen or did for you sh- for sure yeah. um, well and it was scary for me when we first started because um, I was married um, I think we had like probably like five hundred dollars in our bank account uh-huh. and I literally walked in I just barely been married maybe three four months and I had this what I thought was a crazy idea right yeah. And I walked in and I told my wife, hey, I'm, this is what I'm doing. Um, and I'm going to go for it. And she's still here. And yeah, so we're, still, <laughs> we're still married and she's still here. And um, so, so yeah, and I think we still probably only have like $500 in our oh. bank account. But no, uh, but uh, yeah, so that was scary. And then um, moving to Utah was scary too, because um, basically we'd reached a point in Montana where it was as big as it was going to get. Yeah. Um, I worked with every basketball player in a, you know, hundred mile radius uh-huh. that, that we could work with. And it was as big as it was going to get. So as a family, we just decided if this is all we want, you know, we're great, we're good. We'll be here. But if we want more, which I 
want it. I still have this crazy idea in this dream that we're not even anywhere close to where we want to be as yeah, far yeah. as like how big or what his potential could be. So we moved down here just... Um, I went to school at Utah State. Okay, so you're um, familiar. Yeah, I was familiar. Did you grow up? No, you grew up in Montana. Grew up in Montana, but, but I went, went to, to Utah there. State. Um, my, I have family that live down here. I have two sisters now that live here in Utah. Okay. Um, and so every time my wife and I would visit, we just we enjoyed Utah. We liked it. We yeah. were like, hey, why don't we just move to Utah? Like, we like it. Um, but that's, you know, it's kind of scary. And then we finally just said, yeah, this is it. I actually came down with Michael Lancaster. Somebody had reached out to him here in Utah and said, would you come run a camp in Utah? And he said, yeah. And I had mentioned to him before that we had family down here in Utah would be a possible destination for me and my family to go. Yeah. Um, so they reached out to just randomly after that. He got a phone call from somebody that wanted him to come to a camp in Utah. And he called me and was like, Hey, I got Utah set up. We're going to do a camp. So the stars do you want aligned. To, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to come with me? And so I came down and did it and it was like, yep, there's, this is where, this is where we're going to build the business. This is so, the place. <laughs> yeah. So I think my, <laughs> um, hopefully my father-in-law doesn't listen to this, but maybe he will, uh, <laughs> it'd be good for you. More viewers. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think he told my, my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law told my wife that we'd be moving back to Montana within like two months or something. Uh, and so well, we've been Downer. here five years now. So, um, so you beat him. So, yeah, so I beat him. <laughs> so I'm winning. Um, so, but no, so, I mean, now they're all great on board, but it was pretty scary at first to just yeah start your own business. Um, and not know, you know, what you had or what, what it could be. So, um, I, I talk to creative people all the time, kind of like yourself that, yeah. um, they're like, how'd you do it? I just, I, I can't leave the security part. And I'm yeah. like, man, I didn't even think about it. I just did it. So my advice is just, you just like, if you want to do it, go do it. Yeah. Um, so that sounds like a Nike ad. <laughs> So one can, I, more, can I get a promo? Can yeah, I get no. royalty on that one too, John? Yeah. So one or two more things about your company before we move on is like, what is your, well, first off, we'll end with that one. What's like the hardest thing about that you've learned from skill enhancement, uh -huh. like running a company like this? And because it's not your typical yeah. company, as we've talked about like, like last yeah. week. Yeah. What's been the hardest thing that you've had to kind of overcome? And that's a very broad question, but maybe something that's... <clears throat> come to your mind recently or something like that, or maybe um, when you first started think, the company? Yeah. I think for us, just, um, always, um, just being consistent and being there and being involved and making sure players are actually getting better. Yeah. Um, and now getting better is broad term, right? Like yeah. you're going to have, cause everyone's some, on different levels. Yeah. Everybody's all on different levels. So you're going to have some kids that, excuse me, um, some kids that advance really fast and others that take time. Um, but making sure that we're always constantly keeping them accountable to getting better and then challenging them. Uh -huh. um, so I think that's probably our biggest thing. Um, I always have what I think are going to be like brilliant ideas like, oh, that's going to, that's, yep, that's it. Yeah. We're going to implement that and that's going to be the best thing ever. And sometimes it really works. And then, but I never think it's bad. I'm always just like, okay, how do we tweak it? Tweak it. Or mm -hmm. what do we do? How do we shift? How do we, to make that product better. Um, and so that's just always what I'm kind of concerned about is how do we consistently keep getting better? Yeah. And do you yeah. guys have a lot of collaboration between you and the other trainers on what you like all to the time. going forward? Yeah, all the time. So um, 
Yeah, just like I, I spent probably 30, 40 minutes with my skills trainers here in Utah tonight talking about different things and ideas that we could do. Yeah, so, so just always Yeah, always. And, and always. then with, with Micah and the other IPT elite trainers, we are on a group message that we're just always um, spitballing just, ideas. Yeah, just spitballing ideas or taking a video and sending it and saying, what do you guys think of this? And um, how do you do this? Or what would you give this definition? What Where would it fall under? And so... Um, you know, when I started this in 2010, skill enhancement and basketball skills trainers were non-existent. Really. Yeah. There was just a handful. And now with social media, there's tons of them. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny. Like I, I feel like I'm a little bit of a pioneer in it, but at the same time, I don't feel like it was anything new either. I just had an idea of like, how do you make basketball players better? Well, I know what I did and I was okay, Yeah. but how do we even get them better? How do you get better? So that's so, kind of where it started. There you go. So then to la- last question about the, the overall lace them up is going forward, like what's your ultimate goal or vision for like, yeah. let's say in the next five years, like what's, where do you plan on being or want to be as far as the company? Um, so I think we just still continue to be like leaders in the, the basketball skill enhancement industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so we're opening what we call a skill lab. So it's a it's a facility that's built just around skills. It's not any gameplay. The, the, no gameplay happens there. Just do they, players. Do they even touch a ball? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes. Uh, no, but so they just come there and it just be a complete training environment where it's just on the court. We have different things that we can do that it's just a 100% a skill lab. Yeah. Um, no gameplay, just working on your individual skills in maybe group settings or small group settings or individually in personal settings. Okay. Um, so we're building one right now. It should be done the end of October, early November. Um, and then my goal is hopefully with Lace Em Up, we can build little satellite ones as well. Oh, so you guys are based in Lehigh right now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So our gym right now is in Lehigh. That one will go in Pleasant Grove. I also work with a bunch of players in like Davis County and Salt Lake County. Okay. So maybe opening one up there and getting people on board, like our other skills trainers, getting them certified, um, through tests and knowing the terminology and having other locations. That way you can um, just continue to branch out. Yeah. And so, and then continue to work with um, just anyone that loves basketball. It's just fun. Yeah. So I've been able to, I mean, it's crazy. I think about, I'm from Montana, which half of the United States doesn't know where Montana is. <laughs> like, oh, that's, <laughs> right. where, that's where Yellowstone is, right? Some <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. Some of Gla- Yellowstone. Glacier's there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. And those things are there. But, um, I mean, I've been able to travel the world, I mean, with this. So, I mean, well, I was reading up on the website. Kind of the last thing I want to ask was like, yeah. you, I said you worked at the LeBron James Training Skills Academy. Academy. Yeah. So, so that was that. with Nike. I did that. And then I saw in 2015, you worked with the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So um, I worked with some players on the Boston Celtics. Okay. Um, and then, how was that? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Boston's like the, you know, they, they say New York, the garden, the Madison Square Garden is the mecca of basketball. But when yeah. you walk into, um, when you walk into um, Boston, I can't think of the arena, what it's called now, but when you walk in there, there's like 16 NBA ban- championship banners hanging yeah, yeah. In, the, in the rafters. I'm like, Hol-, like this is like holy ground. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like, this is like being in Jerusalem. <laughs> like, for basketball. This is, yeah, people, for yeah. basketball. This is, the, this is awesome. So um, that was incredible. Um, I've ran a camp in um, France. I've ran oh. camps in Japan. That reminds me of, uh, do you ever watch the show New Girl? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I love New Girl. On uh, what's his name? Winston. Winston. He played for like yeah. some Europe team. Or yeah. He like played Croatia. overseas. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so I have a lot of players that play overseas and in in a lot of those leagues. So, yeah. um, one of my college teammates, um, who I've had the chance to train as well in his professional career, he plays for Real Madrid. Which oh, they're go. known for being soccer, but like he's played for Real Madrid's basketball team, which is just as exclusive as the soccer, the team. soccer team or fo- um, football football, football. Um, so but he's played over there and made lots and lots of money um, playing over there so and then there's other guys so yeah so I mean it's just a chance to travel the world I've been to Spain I've been I've been to a Real Madrid game nice. um, the basketball I didn't go to a, I went to a Valencia football game uh-huh. um, and then um, but while I was in Madrid um, JC and I, is his name, JC Carroll, him and I toured the Real Madrid soccer stadium together. And since he's a player, he got to take me back. That's pretty like, cool. It, yeah, so it was really cool. So um, but so we've been to Spain, France, Japan. I'm going to Japan next month for a camp. Nice. I'm going to China. Um, I'm going to Dallas at the end of this month. Then I go to New Jersey for it. A lot so of like, travel. How so, yeah, long are so, you at these places for? When um, a couple weeks? So like when I go overseas or to different countries, it's usually like 10 days. Um, and maybe four to six of them are basketball. Um, and then I always try to take a couple of days to just like... Might go, as well yeah, like, go tour the place. Yeah, like while we were in Tokyo, like I wanted to visit like Tokyo. I don't want to just go be in a basketball gym and then leave. Yeah. So like in France, we were able to spend some time in Paris. Nice. And we went to Normandy. Um, oh. and my grandpa's brother, so I don't know if that's my great uncle or my Sounds second, right. uh, second uncle or something, something like that. <clears throat> He's buried in Normandy and we were able to find his, um, marker. Yeah. And so that was just cool. Like I never would have got that experience if it weren't for starting Lace Them Up and, yeah. and basketball. Do you take your family at all on these sort of um, trips? <clears throat> so I've taken Amanda, my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she came to Normandy with me and she came to Tokyo, to okay. Japan, or to France with me, not just Normandy. I brought her all over France. But yeah, yeah. So she she came with me. Um, I brought my oldest son, Christian, came to New York with me nice. when I went and him and I went and visited one of the NBA players I had worked with that was playing for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, nice. Um, so him and I got to go to New York for like five days. We got to see three basketball games, but then I got to take him around New York and go to like the Rockefeller Center and Times Square. Saw the classics. Yeah, and do all that with him when he was he was 12. So um, he's our oldest. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to do that with the other ones as well and bring them along yeah. on those trips. That, that'd be ideal to be able to someday bring most of my family with yeah. me if I... They're going to remember those experiences more yeah. so than just things they own or Oh, like absolutely. That, so... so so, but yeah, travel schedule is crazy, um, yeah. but that's part of it. And that, that was part of the reason we also moved to Salt Lake because traveling in and out of Montana was tough. It's difficult. With the airport and stuff? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's more expensive. It's, you Salt know, Salt Lake's so, a more busy, uh, yeah, it's Salt, like a, almost a hub for some. <clears throat> yeah. Salt Lake's great. So you can pretty much get anywhere nice. from Salt Lake. Well, thanks for talking about that stuff. That sounds yeah. awesome. So anybody who wants to reach you, you guys have Lace Them Up is on... Instagram, I know that. Yeah, Lace Them Up is uh, our Instagram. We have Facebook is Lace Them Up you as have well. The website. Website, which is leubasketball.com. Um, and then Twitter and all those other things. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's all all of it, basically. <laughs> all of it. Just look them um, up, Lace Them Up. Yeah, Lace Them Up. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's been good. The social media thing I'm getting better at. Yeah, it's, I, it's a weird thing. I, I have... 
excuse me, I have a love hate relationship with Absolutely. social media because it's really noisy sometimes and it's like the least productive place to have conversations like this. Yeah. It's just no context. You're just reading text and people get pissed off for no dang reason. So, well, and I'm just kind of on that edge of like social media. I I mean, I didn't have a cell phone till I went to college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in fact, my son Parker the other day asked me how old I was when the TV first came out. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, the TV was out way before I was born. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, you're like, but the color goes, TV, yeah, that's what kidding. he said. He, that's what he said. Oh, he he was like, he was like, yeah, but what about color TV? And I'm like, how old do you think I am? <laughs> like, like we had television, son. I had Nintendo. I had yeah. super Nintendo. I had all that stuff. So, um, <clears throat> so I'm just like old enough to where I'm like, really kind of don't care about social media. Yeah, that's how my older brother is kind of thing. He'll keep, um, he'll do it to keep in yeah, touch with people. Yeah, I think Spencer and I are, are He likes Instagram a lot because you don't yeah. have to deal with people in their... Instagram, I think, is is um, great, especially for businesses. Yeah, um, it is. For uh, marketing. Yeah, and marketing. So, like, that's probably our biggest social media platform. Yeah. Um, and we're getting better at that. One thing I'd like to do is um, highlight the kids we're working with a lot better. That'd be cool. Um, but you got permission from the parents then, too, huh? Um, you take pictures of them. Maybe you just blur, yeah, their, face. well, Maybe so, just blur so, their faces out. So actually, <laughs> we have a way around that. When they sign our liability waiver, they're also fi- signing like a, a an release image form? release form. Oh. So just for any promotional things, if you ever do yeah, that. Yeah. So oh, um, okay. so that's nice. Um, but and uh, and we're getting better at that. And you know, phones are crazy too because I mean, you can film, edit, and post right away. Yeah. So um, I just I. I forget to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just one more thing you got to do yeah, running so, your business. So yeah, so but yeah, no, it's been great. It's been it's been fun. That's freaking awesome, dude. Um, so kind of the last topic. Now that you've reminded me of it, yeah. Are you wearing Nike? Um, Jordan. No? Yeah, and Nike. I yeah. have my whole workout is Nike. Like I just like the shorts. I have yeah. the shirt and I have the shoes. I mean, I wish I was paid by Nike to go work <laughs> out at the uh, local uh, clubhouse gym in the neighborhood, but I'm yeah. not. So. What is your take on this whole ad with Colin Kaepernick? For me, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'd rather have him protest kneeling down than freaking coming up and shooting up a stadium because people aren't listening <laughs> to him. That's my thing. And also, I grew up very conservative, and I still would consider myself that. But I like to say, like, I'm conservative when I'm in California. But moving here to Utah, I'm a lot more liberal <laughs> you're, with certain you're a things. Liberal. But like. I, this whole I'm not super ultra patriotic as far as like I understand the respect for the flag and I understand the respect for the military, but yeah. I it's like No I don't um, know. And so th- like this I whole Nike a- ad thing is ridiculous. People are like burning their crap and like I am not burning my shoes. I spent eighty dollars on that <laughs> crap. I'm not burning my freaking Nike free runs. Yeah, so I mean with me, I think um it's a peaceful protest. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think he's... A lot more peaceful than some of the stuff I've seen on uh, yeah. university campuses, people like yeah. knocking out windows and, and crap, um, hitting people with bike locks. <clears throat> Personally, I think, you know, what it originally started as, and I'm not positive on this because I haven't really researched it a ton yeah. other than watching the ads and knowing that he was kneeling during the national anthem. Well, originally he was sitting and then some military guy who knew him pretty well, like, say, like as okay. a compromise, yeah. can you like at least kneel? kneel, which I would say kneeling is more respectful and whatever, super than, respectful. than sitting on the bench. Yeah. That's, I think, I think that's super respectful. Um, so I don't think there's, I mean, I mean, the media obviously played a big role in it by bringing yes. a ton of attention to it. Yes. But I think it's a peaceful protest. And if it, it, you know, his cause of, 
you know, bringing attention to our troops and that there's inequality for colored people and black people. And yeah, but there's, I think it's a start like police brutality. Yeah. Police brutality and that you're more likely to get shot if you're black or something, which, um, I don't know the stats. I've not, I don't I, either. I know um, I have opinions about it, but I don't want to like share him too much on the podcast. Yeah. I, wouldn't, you, like, I, more I don't really share him, but I think he's peacefully protesting. And I think that's something that probably our country has probably done a lot. There's violent protests oh, that we've done a ton. No, I've covered some of them on my podcast. Like and, the whole, there's the crazy, it's very tribal. And I've talked about some of my yeah. podcasts. It's like, you have the crazy regressive left who are like super yeah. extreme. Like you can't say this, you can't say this. And they, okay. a program, there's a, like movement called like Antifa, like anti-fascist, but yet they yeah. like beat people up and stuff who don't uh-huh. believe in them. But then you got like the crazy far right, like Nazis <laughs> and they're like running people over. So like yeah. both extremes are stupid in my opinion. And yeah. that's not how you get things done. And that's not how you protest. I'd well, I've just someone... always, you know, <clears throat> the peaceful protests, I think we've done a ton of in our country. We've done yeah. violent protests. We've done, but I mean, without getting into like the country and politics, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Um, what he was doing was trying to bring attention to something and media blew it up and said it was disrespectful, um, which I didn't find it personally disrespectful. So yeah. you, and that's for, I guess if people are listening and think that that's not their opinion, that they do think it is, I, yeah. I, we agree to disagree. Like, well, and that's how and it that's, should be. That's okay. Just I'm don't so, come yeah. up and uh, shoot me up in my house here in the yeah, podcast exactly. room, just because so. you don't agree with me. <laughs> Which would that be, be a pretty crazy episode though? That, that would be a, a pretty crazy episode. <laughs> That's how my ep- my podcast blows up. But after I'm already gone. But after you're gone, <laughs> how did John make it? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing with Nike too is like. So I mean. So for me, Nike. Um, I know because you work with them and you kind of have. Yeah, I've worked with them. My mom grew up and she's um, originally from Oregon. Yeah. Um, so it's and kind so of when a, I was growing up, we had Nike gear. Yeah. Um, and I've and, you know uh, my wife would say I'm. 100% pro Nike. So, and I'm one of those guys that gets motivated by commercials. Like oh, when yeah, I yeah, see yeah. a Nike commercial and it's like, Hey, is your, you up. is your dream crazy enough? I'm like, probably not. Let's make it crazier. Like let's, <laughs> I'm ready. Like, Hey, it's, it's midnight. I don't care. Let's play. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think Nike using him in that ad was probably brilliant. Like well, it is you had, you had a bunch of people that burned their stuff, but I also read a stat the next day that their sales went up like 13 million well, the next day online like- or something. So, so it's brilliant. I I've always thought, uh, Nike is pushed forward and kind of, they've always, um, if you look at their ads, they've always been a little, um, controversial, controversial and yeah. progressive. And, yeah. um, so, but I mean, I'm a huge Nike fan. Like I don't, one of my good friends offered me a pair of Adidas today, actually, and I was like, "No, I'm good." Oh, good. And I have nothing to do. It's just I don't dislike Adidas. I yeah. just like Nike. That's yeah. you just kind how of I am. Get yeah, to know so, what you like. So, um, well, it's also it's like people should not think for one second that this wasn't a calculated like business marketing move. Like they oh, already knew how, yeah, the media felt about Colin well, Kaepernick, whether yeah. you're on the opposite side of who hates yeah. him or if you're not. It's clearly like a genius marketing move because they knew that it was going to cause they were going to go trend it on was social gonna trend, media it was gonna, and they were going to start blowing up sales. Is he going to be the most talked about thing Yeah, in the next couple and of months? That's called free marketing right there. And then even people who burnt their crap and wasted their money, again, if you wanted to do that, I don't, like who that's cares? up to you. Like that's your money if you want to say I, I guarantee I you they didn't the burn all their Nike gear. That's true. They probably, there was oh, some guy on Twitter. Oh, I haven't worn these shoes in a while. I might burn them. Yeah. There was some guy on Twitter who said like, I'm cutting my Nike socks and he cut them. But oh, then I saw the, that. the thread 
yeah. was actually he was making fun of everybody who did it. He's yeah. like, this is what you could use them for. Like when you want a little alone time with your uh, significant other, you can use that part you cut off as a on your doorknob to say that you're busy. <laughs> or it's like when you're when you don't want the blanket on your feet when you're sleeping, but your toes are so cold, you can put that little sliver of sock over your, over toes. your toes. So he just did a whole thread of like yeah, making fun funny. of people cutting it. So it's like, don't for a second think, like I said, like this wasn't a calculated marketing Absolutely. move. Like it's their business at the end of the day and they're going to yeah. make money. So Well, and how many memes have you seen oh of my the gosh. actual print part you of see it? The, do you watch like the Marvel movies? Oh yeah. Do you see the Thanos one? Uh, Sacrificing half of everything? Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> I saw one today. It was... Uh, Ross from Friends, it was like yeah. pivot, just pivot, and just pivot. from that yeah. episode moving yeah. the couch. So there's so many. That's another thing about the great thing about the <laughs> when internet. They're going down the stairs, just like pivot. yeah, mean <laughs> culture, just like learning how to like take anything that would could be somewhat serious and be like, no, dude, we're not gonna take this serious. We're just gonna blow it up yeah. and make fun of it. Yeah, but I mean, I think it it was smart, and I think you know this is my own personal opinion, but like we just sometimes you gotta agree to disagree, and it's okay. Yeah. To do that, like it's totally fine to just, just don't be like, beat me hey, up if you don't yeah, agree. Yeah, hey, I don't have the same opinion, but you know, I don't listen to what was the name of the group you listen to? The Deer to? Hunter or the Between I don't the necessarily me. like yeah metal music, but that doesn't mean I have to dislike you. Yeah. So to clarify, um, Deer Hunter is not the metal one. Oh, Deer Hunter is so, not metal. No, Between the Barrier to Me is, and they're a little scary for some people. That okay. I, they're like, how can you listen to this stuff? Okay. But there's your point See, exactly. See, I'm pretty mainstream music when oh, it really? comes to, when it comes to music. <laughs> uh, I think like as crazy as I get is maybe like Ariana Grande. Um, no offense know, to her, but every I time I hear her name, I think of a Taco Bell item. <laughs> like Nacho Bell Grande. Nacho, Nacho Bell Grande. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yes. Uh, no, I don't think I know any of her music. I mean, no, I, I know I it if either. I heard it, but um, I don't listen to radio. So. No, m- music wise. I mean, going kind of going back to what we talked about before. I don't watch a whole lot of basketball. I'm an '80s cinema nut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love '80s movies. Um, pop culture from the '80s, streetwear, um, mostly just Nike. Oh, Good Goonies. Goonies. So I've been to the 25th anniversary of Goonies. Oh, really? And the 30th. Oh, where um, do they like show it at? Like a no. Oh, so so it's in Astoria, Oregon, where oh, yeah, the movie there's was the shot. Actual house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to the house. Um, um, we did. I've I've met a ton of the actors. We did karaoke with. Um, oh, now he's well with Chunk. Um, what? It, what's he's his, freaking ripped. He, yeah, so he, he's that he's was a, obviously a fat stage when he was a kid because he's not fat. Yeah. At all. Um. Oh, what is his? I can't. Josh Cohen. Is that his name? Josh Cohen. Okay. Yeah. So we did on the 25th anniversary of the Goonies. My best friend from college and I, um, that runs the Yahoo Fantasy League. Him and I are kind of the same person, stuck in the 80s still. Oh, like, like our growth stunted like right after the 80s. Like as far as pop culture yeah, goes. Yeah, pop culture goes. Like, so um, we found out they were doing like this 25th anniversary in Astoria, Oregon. And you're like, why not? Fun fact, he was born there. His name's Walter Zhigetsky. Your college room? Yeah, my college buddy. Buddy? Um, he was born in Astoria, but what grew up in- year was he born? Uh, 83. So that's only like three or four years before the movie came out. Because right? um, it I came think out in 85? I think 85. Yeah, 86 um, or something like that? Yeah, so 85. So we went to the 25th. We found out it was going on. And so we just went and bought all these things, and we ended up doing karaoke with Josh Cohen, who played Chunk. Nice. We ended up meeting- Oh, wait, uh, Chunk. That's the- yeah, yeah, the truffle shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, I yeah. was getting but yeah, he's sloth. ripped. Yeah, he's, no, he's ripped, ripped in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at he's his a, he's like picture. an enter- entertainment um, attorney. And oh, really? I had these awesome, like sticker postcards that I had found from the Goonies, and like I brought them with me. And I was like, when we were doing karaoke and hanging out with him, I was like, dude, would would you sign those if I 
brought them to you? And he was like, absolutely, I'd sign them. That's cool. And then I never ran into him the rest of the weekend. Ah. I had them in my back pocket. And I seriously have thought about sending them like looking up his like attorney address and like sending them being like, Hey, remember me? Will you sign these and see if they'd come? You're like, I'll pay for shipping. Yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's an Amazon prime box. Just throw there it in that. <laughs> um, so, um, but then we went to the 30th cause it was like, you went to the 25th, you got to go to the 30th. Right. That's true. So um, means Goonies, you'd be the 35th then too, huh? Yeah, probably going to have to go. So on the 30th, the, the 25th was pretty cool. A lot of the actors came back. They did like a red carpet showing, um, in the theater in Astoria with like, it was the first time it was shown in Blu-ray. So yeah. they'd cleaned it up oh, and then, nice. um, uh, you like had to buy tickets to it. And then there was like a scavenger hunt and there was all these other things that you could go to the 30th. They had a, um, like eighties con. Oh like, really? Yeah. So like you could go through and there's all these like people were dressed like, up as yeah. 80s. People were dressed up like they were doing cosplay and but then there there was like Legos and all these comic books and toys from the 80s and all this stuff. So that was kind of cool. So I don't know what they'll do for the 35th, but um, I'll probably have to go. Yeah. It's just it's Goon, Goonies never say die. I know, right? right? <laughs> so, so so uh so but like like we we got off track on yeah the, the Nike Sorry. Just so do Nike it. um just do it like. Um, Nike just do it. What else was I talking about? Oh, we I was saying about the like, ads and stuff. The, the ads, memes that came yeah, out memes. of it. Yeah, memes. Those were they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they, like it, it was awesome. So, so yeah, like, yeah if, I think I think as far as the protests and stuff go, he's probably brought way more awareness now through Nike ad. Yeah. Than he did when he was actually kneeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's true. And he made three million dollars for it. And he made three million dollars. Now, if gonna, that's right, I have a whole nother. <laughs> <laughs> topic on like because I'm not a sports guy I'm like I don't think anyone should be paid that much to throw yeah. around pigskin but yeah, obviously I have a different opinion so uh, because it's just because I'm not in the sports world I can't yeah. understand like how people get paid to play what's literally a game it's, it, there's so but much money in sports it's supply it's crazy. and demand yeah. if we didn't pay for it and no one came out to basketball, football games, then yeah. people wouldn't get paid that much. Yeah, exactly. So, so. it's the consumer's fault that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to kind of wrap it up if you got a few more minutes yeah, um, totally so I play video games. That's how okay. I unwind. I play okay. Overwatch. You're Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah. So I'm sure you in the sports world have heard of esports. Oh yeah, I know esports. Do you think that esports or video games, the way that the format where there's a, there's two teams, uh-huh. they have to communicate, they have a goal and an objective. Mm-hmm. Do you think like this going forward, would you consider it a sport, or do you think it's just a game? Because this um, is all goes back to the semantics of like what is a sport? Is do we call basketball a sport because it's only been around for a hundred years, or because some, yeah, people, would, some um, people would say golf's not a sport; it's a game because you don't you don't sweat. Well, would it be a sport? And I, I mean, I've never thought about this, John. This is a good question. Because <laughs> uh, because um, for it to kind of give context, uh, Overwatch League, yeah, which yeah, is finished yeah. up its first season, it was on. Now nah, it wasn't on the first ESPN channel; it was like on ESPN three, but still, it was on ESPN. It wasn't on the Ocho. Oh, what's the Ocho? Oh, number one, yeah, yeah. E- e- no, ESPN the Ocho is like dodgeball. Oh, really? That's the movie Dodgeball. Oh. They created ESPN the Ocho. So it was better than that. No, it was like it was like right below that. It, it was like way down the line. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so it was on there. And I saw someone on Twitter like the Overwatch League. They were getting savage. Yeah, super clever with the response. Some guys like video games aren't a sport. Like get over this. Yeah. And they responded with a gif from like I think it was the youngest brother in Malcolm in the Middle that TV show. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And he had a basketball and he's like, "Get with the times, old man," or something like that. <laughs> this is the future. So. Yeah. I enjoy video games. Like I, there are pro levels nowadays where people are getting signed on to these teams yeah. and they're getting paid fifty thousand oh dollars a year just crazy. to be on the team. Now the funny thing is, 
we all know, if you don't know this, Koreans, South Koreans are like the best when it comes to video games. Oh, they are? I yeah, have like, no idea. so there's this computer game called League of Legends, which I oh, don't yeah, care yeah. for. And there are tournaments held in South Korea at stadiums where you would play other sports like football yeah. with like Imagine Dragons opening up the show and the bid or the, the prize for the team wins like a million dollars. That's crazy. And so like they have these teams now in the video and game. And people ball. are watching this. Yes. Like in the stadium. Yes. So that's why they're getting a million dollars. Yes. And Just then, like sports. Exactly. Just like, or supply and demand. Supply and demand. So then also people with Overwatch, the Overwatch League, there's probably like six teams. I think my friend told me, the one you met, Dallin. Yeah. He said oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, LeBron. And, Donovan, yeah. Yeah, Donovan. Uh, LeBron James, I think, owns one of the Overwatch League teams. I don't know if it's like Houston. They all oh, have that's th- crazy. There's like six teams. So even like people who are in regular sports are seeing like this is really the upside of it. If they don't even care for video games, it's still lucrative for them. Yeah. So as far as the um the sports, the funny thing is is like they have like teams like London Spitfires, one of them, and there's but the funny thing is London Spitfire won the Overwatch League. Okay. And almost everyone was Korean on it. Even though they're from London. <laughs> Even though they're from London. So to, to kind of wrap it up, what's your answer? Do you think esports is could be considered a sport? Or do you think it's still a game? Well, if it's defined by competition, then it's a sport. Yeah. But if it's if you're defining by sports as like physical. a physical athletic, because all you're moving is like your wrist, you're stimulating yeah, your brain, yeah. you're thinking quicker um, on your feet. So, but I, I think if you define sports as like just competition between two teams or two groups, yeah, then it falls into sports. But if your definition of sports is that it has to be a physical like movement like an activity mo- like a, yeah like crazy like running up and down a yeah, court like running, basketball or so, field, like foot soccer no i think it, i think it's probably good competition i i mean i have no idea if i'd classify it as a sport yeah, or yeah, not. yeah but it's definitely competition and it sounds like it's awesome competition yeah um and it's freaking blowing up now. so um my uh 10 year old parker He's awesome at video games. Yeah, yeah. And we recognized it when he was like two. He was beating like on Xbox. He was beating like the Lego Harry Potter games came out. Yeah. And he was like a hundred percenting them at like two and a half years old. Oh, I freaking love hundred percenting adventure games. Yes, and I was like, I was like, he's two and a half. Yeah. I can't even do that. <laughs> like I, and I'm like Parker, how do you know how to do that? And I wish we would have figured this out earlier, but like he at like three years old would grab one of our phones uh-huh. and through his words tell us to like YouTube a part in the video game. Oh, to like see someone else to playing see, it? To see somebody else playing it and then he'd go imitate that and beat the level. So so he could see how the walk, yes. they call them walkthroughs where someone shows yes, you how to beat he, a certain part. But at three years it. old, he, he did that without us showing him how. That's he crazy. just knew that YouTube was available Yeah, and he knew that you could find stuff. So he just went and found it. Like we didn't show him that. And so we've always had this thing like, Parker's amazing at video games. Like, yeah. So well, you just make money off it now. Let him play video games. You just got to give him a. Like four or five years ago, he said, we're like, we were having a, just like a family night and we were like, okay, everybody gets to say what they want to be when they go up. Like, yeah. what's your dream? And he was like, I want to be a YouTuber. And we were like, what? Yeah. And then we looked up what like Dan the Diamond Minecart makes and he's like 12 million, 15 million dollars yeah, a year. The, the guy, is, I think his name is Ninja. He's like broken records on Twitch, the streaming service yeah. for video games for Fortnite. And he makes okay. money off of it. And he makes money off of it. Tons I'm of like, money. I'm like, dude, go be a YouTube. It, like, if, like, financially we don't care, but like, if you want to be a YouTuber, like, it's an actual like profession now. Nowadays, yeah. So like, content creators, what yeah, they call them. yeah. So go do it. Yeah. Like, if that's what you want to do. So he, but he's still really, really good at Fortnite. So, or he's good at video games. He's good at Fortnite, um, but 
there's a game called Plants vs. Zombies yep. Garden Warfare. My nephew likes them. So he, Parker, there was a, there's a part where you can run through like a target, like you're running through like an agility course, basically, yeah. where you shoot things and like it accurate. Have to get through at the same time? Yeah, and you got to get through it. He was ranked third in the world. You serious? Dead serious. Like we, like our, our nephew was like, Hey, did you guys know this? Like, look, Parker, this is like the world rankings right yeah, I here. Would, I would totally capitalize on that. Parker's <laughs> number three in the world. And I'm like, so like, like, it's kind of funny because I, like you say, defining sports and all that stuff. Like we encourage Parker to play video games. Yeah. Um, but we also encourage him to like have an equal balance. Like he came to basketball skills training. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so go outside and get, yeah, some, you gotta, you gotta sunlight. do those things. Like, so, um, <clears throat> but like video games are super cool. I don't play them. Yeah. I, I got the original, um, NES classic when it, oh, came, that out. it came out, like with yeah. 60 games on it. Yeah. And like, I'm awesome at those games, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. first shooter and all these other new shooter, like I'm terrible at that. Yeah. But if you give me. Goldeneye on N64. There you go. <laughs> I was awesome. Yeah, I <laughs> like, all the time. So, um, so, so if but, your son ever stays around in Utah for as long going to college, it's going to be even bigger net then. But there, I think at UVU and University of Utah, they have um, yeah, competitive, competitive uh, video game video teams. Game. Yeah, that so are like and, they went from well, clubs to another team. Well, we looked just like I mean, I run summer basketball camps too. Like like we run our monthly stuff, but we have camps. We looked this summer for a camp for him to like go learn at, and most of them right now that we could find, and maybe I'm not looking in the right spot. Maybe you know or somebody knows. Um, most of the ones that we could find were like coding camps and all these oh, other things. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's not what. No, that's we're the behind the scenes of yeah, creating. We we want to we want to like literally send him to like where. Like they play video games for like eight hours yeah, a day, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, but like in healthy competition too. So like these esports things, like well, the esports thing's crazy too because they have coaches. Yes, and I've seen them. Like I watched it, and they're like all on their computers, and then the coach would come up and like rub their shoulders, like just like a regular coach, but do yeah. it in the form of like what a someone who's on a computer all day would need, yeah. like prep t- pep talks yeah. and stuff like that. So so yeah, so we looked. Maybe maybe that's another business I should look at starting. There you go. I, I don't know anything. I don't know about what you call it. it. But... Lace them up. It would have to be something else. Like not shoot them up. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, anything else you want to plug in um, or video games and chill? There you go. Video games. There you go. <laughs> video games and chill. <laughs> so nope, uh, thanks for uh, joining me, Tanner, on this uh, episode thanks, fifty-one. John. We're but, just gonna we're gonna get a little thing for the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. For Instagram, I, I'll here. do it too as well. There it is. But um, yeah, so thanks for joining me. This is episode 51 of the John Lyon Podcast, but it's going to be episode one of what it's like to be blank or dot, dot, dot. And it was what it's like to be a skills enhancement trainer. Basketball or, skill enhancement trainer. trainer. There you go. So uh, thanks for joining anyone who's listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, catch you next time on the John Lyon Podcast. Peace out. Out.